Good morning and happy Easter, everybody. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Welcome to our remote Easter Sunday morning worship service. Though we are sequestered at homes, separated from one another, we are gathered together by the spirit of the risen Christ this morning. United through our faith and our aspiration to be family to one another. Blessings upon you all. May this time of worship nurture and uplift you. A reading from the book of Psalms. Psalm 145, verses 8 through 12. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his compassion is over all that he has made. Your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power. To make known to all the people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. As we pray this day, I ask that you hold the following people and situations in your prayers. We pray for Esther McLean and her family as they grieve the passing of Esther's granddaughter, Natalie Stubbs, on Wednesday. We join in prayers with Lynn Dockin for her brother-in-law, Tom Bateman, who had his kidney removed on Thursday and is awaiting pathology on two masses that were removed. We pray for all of those who are diagnosed with COVID-19, especially Pat Steve, and Mihoko Blassingame. We also pray for all of the essential workers who keep our communities functioning in this time of quarantine. Let us pray. Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks for your love, your grace, and your power on this blessed resurrection morning. We thank you for the many friends and loved ones who have made the extra effort to gather online and to worship as community, even as we are distant from each other. We thank you for the brilliance of the colors all around us that remind us of new life. Today, blessed God, we gather to remember and celebrate. We remember Jesus who healed the sick and raised the dead. We remember Jesus who gathered children to himself and dealt kindly with widows and orphans. We remember Jesus, who kept the mission in the forefront and the minutiae in the lowest seat. We remember Jesus, Son of God, Song of God, who sang God's melody to us. We remember Jesus, who consented to suffer and die at our hand. Today, Almighty God, we celebrate the fact that death could not hold Jesus in the grave. We celebrate that not even death is able to separate us from your love. We celebrate the new life that we have in Christ. We celebrate the assurance that we have of eternal life. Today, we celebrate and give thanks that in life, in death, in life after death, we belong to you. We pray all of these things saying the prayer that your son taught us. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We now receive the gift of special music that was recorded Easter of 2018. Christ is risen. Let all of the earth adore him. lessons today start with the Gospel of Luke, 24th chapter, verses 1 through 5. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb taking spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood before them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Our second reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have life eternal. Indeed, God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, 
but in order that the world may be saved through him. And finally, Ephesians 2, verses 4, 5, and 8. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive through, together with Christ. For by, the, by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our next gift of music comes from Easter 2019. The song is Joy to the Heart.
Near the start of last week's worship service, the one on Palm Sunday, we had some images of children with palm fronds waving and bouncing around. It was evocative of times past when we gathered and had that procession up and down the, the church aisles. Remember, remember those? Many people commented on how nice it was in these days of physical distancing to be reminded of the joy of gathering on, on such a festive day. I am struck by how the church is good at these kinds of pageants. Advent and Christmas, Ash Wednesday and Holy Week, Pentecost. I recall a time when I got the church's youth group at one of the churches I served at to tie streamers, red and gold, on the, on the top at the ends of these uh, bendable PVC pipes. And during the, the Pentecost service at the start, when we were reading that opening part of Acts in different languages that uh, would resonate with the people of the congregation, the youth moved up and down the aisles, waving these pipes with the banners flying over the heads of people as if they were tongues of fire. You know, some of these pageants are joyful like that one was, and some are sorrowful. Yet we bring them forward each year, time and again, to remind ourselves of God's salvific work throughout history for humanity, for us. We have our patterns and we have our processes. For example, did you know that the palms that we used on Palm Sunday are burnt to become the ashes that we use on Ash Wednesday? This is the work of the church, carrying forward the tradition of faith for the betterment of each one of us as we move along in our life journeys and start to notice that there's something more out there to life than just us. The church year takes us through a cycle of pageantry annually offering the opportunities to catch on to what God is doing and to get on better with God. Sometimes we clergy realize we are speaking to hungry hearts. We feel the immediacy of the spiritual yearning among our congregants. Other times it seems we're preaching in escrow, for when the inside or the wisdom might be needed down the line. This pandemic, though, has gotten people's attention. And whatever in the past has felt like mere pageantry rehearsed once more is now filled with the power of urgency and reality of aspirations and yearnings, of hope and prayer. No stylish flower crosses this year. This year, all that has changed. 
just crumpled and reused PPEs, ventilators serving double duty if even available, people sequestered alone in the company of their fears and anxieties, canned beans, processed meats, all found at the foot of a rugged cross. We are living in a time that makes the observance of Holy Week and of Easter powerfully relevant and real to all of us. No longer pageant as usual. I wrote in the Easter letter how I was sensing we were emotionally and spiritually in that garden place of Mary Magdalene deeply in grief while also perplexed as we sat with her in vigil outside an empty tomb. Indeed, this is how we greet the morning, with sadness and with uncertainty, searching for the meaning to come alive again for us. We know the Alleluia choruses of Easter. We know them well, yet, yet where is the conductor to cue us up? And we find ourselves adrift at the empty tomb, stuck there, awaiting that gardener who knows what's going on to set us straight, or those two dazzling guys to show up with some outlandish good news about Jesus up in the Galilee. The truth is, on this Easter morning and these pandemic times, death still seems to be stalking us. No end in sight. Disruption of life as normal. No return in sight. Fears and anxieties abound. No relenting in sight. Scripture would tell us, though, that we are looking in the wrong place. Our eyes are focused on the earthen graves, yet our vision needs to be lifted up to the heavens. I am here this morning to tell you, lift up your eyes. Death is doing its worst, yes, Yet life, empowered by grace, will resist and prevail. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. God's grace does not abandon us to death and destruction, but rather walks with us through those valleys of the shadows, holding our souls secure mending our spirits to meet our challenges, even if it means, as it has for far too many people around the globe already, being lowered into a grave. God goes with us. God comes alongside, loving us through it all, loving us into our futures, embracing our souls as we rise up with him, Resurrected.
We are, after all, resurrection people. Easter people. Transformed. Redeemed. Made new. Easter teaches us this. It took Mary Magdalene a while to catch on to this truth, though she got there and did so before the other disciples. Like Mary Magdalene and those first disciples, it may also take us a while as well to catch on to the truth of God's generous grace for all in times like these. These days of grief and uncertainty, yet the empty tomb of this morning and the resurrected Christ we celebrate shout out to us, God came to save, not to condemn. God came to love, to uplift, to mend, to rescue. Now and forever. So come, Lord Jesus. Show your resurrected face to us once again. Many feel stuck in Golgotha's garden. Take our hands. Lead us out. Let your perfect love set us free from our fears. Renew us once again with your life-giving grace. Hearten us again with your hope made real. The assurance of our salvation through our faith in your grace. Hold tight, dear friends, to that claim of faith being saved by grace and trust in God's generosity to liberally, unconditionally, indiscriminately, extravagantly, exuberantly spread that grace even unto us this day under these horrific circumstances so that we too can boldly give voice to the Easter shout. Alleluia! Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Amen. We come to the time in our worship where we reflect on that wondrous gift that God did give to us of new life, of transformation, of hope, of grace, of resurrection. We experience that in the empty tomb and proclaiming the truth that he is risen. By the gifts that we give, we continue to bring new life to our communities by allowing God to take those gifts and touch the places in our world that need to experience that new life that God promises to each and every one of us. We have a variety of ways in which you can give this day. You can go to the website, which you're actually at right now, and click the donate button and donate there. If you feel more comfortable writing a check, we will be happy to receive those checks and process them in such a way that they can help us to continue to serve our community. As we 
take the time to reflect on the message of this day and how we might give back to God. We receive a gift from the Covenant Ringers from June of 2019. We hope this service has been a blessing to you. May the Easter spirit of resurrection and new life grow stronger and stronger within you to sustain you through these days and carry you forward through these uncertain times. Thank you for joining us for worship this morning. And uh, we invite you to stay a little bit longer or to return back in just a moment or two once worship is over for our virtual time of fellowship. May God's blessings be upon you now and forevermore. That you would know deep in your soul that however rocky the path is, you walk with God's hands, with God's grace, touching and surrounding you. Be safe, stay well, know that you are loved. Amen. <laughs>